What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 372. We're here on Thursday, May 12th. And uh, let's start off with, of course, the uh, top news. Our Supreme Court justices, our conservative Supreme Court justices, are under attack from the left, being just totally harassed by angry mobs of liberals. The DOJ finally, after, you know, how fucking long has it been? What, two weeks, man? Yeah, uh, about basically they let them, you know, flap out in the wind for two weeks here uh, with all kinds of violent threats and shit. Uh, Now the attorney general finally pushed the uh, law enforcement under his control to protect the homes and the lives of our uh, Supreme court justices. So yeah, about about damn time. I mean, yeah. What what the fuck? I know. It's just insane to me that it even took that long. Like that should have happened you know, basically the night of or the day after the leak happened. Yeah, for sure. They should they should have been marshals outside of the uh, their homes and residences and and just with them twenty four seven until this thing blew over. So. Yeah, and I actually uh, was unaware that the Supreme Court justices didn't really even have security before. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, usually like the they're accompanied by like U.S. marshals or a member of the uh, Supreme Court police. But yeah, I mean, like they this this doesn't usually happen. So they're you know, yeah, usually a low risk. Um, right, right. You know, but you know, but not. I mean, not anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, and this is of course on the heels uh, of White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, which who we're not going to be talking about for much longer, at least in her capacity as Press Secretary, because tomorrow's her last yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, she was asked on Tuesday about the protests targeting the homes of Supreme Court justices and the threats against the lives. Uh, and her excuse was that, oh, they've been peaceful to date. Well, it only takes one psycho. But take a listen to this clip. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, so they're encouraging political terrorism. That's what we've uh, come to here. I mean, could you imagine that if, you know, the roles were completely reversed here? Yeah. um, And it it, it would like it would be screaming bloody murder. I mean, for sure. It's just insane. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, real interesting what we have going on here. Of course, we don't have any decision yet. I thought it would be this week. It's still not. Um, guess they're going back and forth still on how to do this. Uh, maybe their tactic is to try to let the buzz kind of die down a little bit, but I don't see that happening. Uh, the left is pretty obsessed with this, and it seems to only be getting worse and worse. What, what do you think is going on here? They should just release the opinion right now, right? honestly. Like- they, need, they need to release it right now. I know. I mean, I kind of go. I go back and forth because the court isn't supposed to be beholden to public opinion right. or the will of the mob. They're supposed to be absolutely isolated from this. But I mean, the cat's out of the bag. I don't think anyone's going to change their vote. I think that the draft was pretty much almost pretty much the final opinion. So well, I yeah. Mean, and there was there was a story that came out I think yesterday uh, that said that the five vote majority is still intact. Yeah, uh, to that yeah. opinion. So, yeah, uh, we will certainly, of course, keep full coverage at townhall.com for you of that. Uh, if they do release an opinion, um, you know, normally I believe it's what it's it's 
Tuesdays and Thursdays they release opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's, so, that's when they roll know, out. If they were going to do it this week, it would have to be like a special Friday announcement, uh, or it could be early next week, or it could be who knows how long. I mean, the term yeah. ends before uh, the July 4th holiday, uh, so that's the backstop there. So it'll be sometime basically in the next month, a month and a half. Uh, you know, I wish it would be sooner rather than later, but yeah. Um, okay, so what else do we got here? Yesterday, Chuck Schumer uh, yeah. decided to uh, ram through a vote in the Senate that would have basically been the most extreme, disgusting, pro-abortion legislation that anyone has ever seen in this country. And they yeah. had the gall to call it the Women's Health Protection Act. Yeah. Um, well, a uh, good thing for us that that vote completely failed. Uh, and not only that, the vote was 51-49 to not go to uh, vote on the bill. So basically, the the way this works is that the filibuster vote occurred. The Democrats say that, oh, well, it's the minority stopping, you know, this vote through the filibuster. And I'm like, well, your your friend Joe Manchin sided with us. Yeah, really. We had the majority. Exactly. Forty nine. And I'm yeah. like, you have basic math here. Uh, <laughs> like, like, are you that retarded that you don't realize yeah. that a majority of the Senate voted against yeah. even considering the bill, not even yeah. just passing, even considering it? Yeah, uh, they couldn't even get the squishes like, uh, you know, Susan Collins and Murkowski to vote for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's done with. Uh, we all knew that that was going to happen. Uh, and I think that actually it was a very stupid political move because that those votes are going to come back to bite a lot of moderate Democrats in the ass, uh, especially people like uh, Gene Shaheen in New Hampshire mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, Cortez Masto out in uh, Nevada, because as we know, uh, Hispanics are uh, tend to be Catholic and anti-abortion. Yeah. And Nevada yeah. has a lot of them. So, yep. You know, I and think she was, she's not safe at all. I think we could actually clip her. Oh, yeah. Well, she was already in deep, deep shit. Yeah. Uh, and now this is only going to make it you know, a lot harder for her. So I think it yeah. was a really dumb move. And, and, and she probably didn't appreciate that because, you know, she can't vote no because the lib base will lose their fucking minds. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was done. It was done to fill the campaign coffers, uh, you know. It was it was a fundraising move. It was done so Schumer could appease the the white women uh, Instagram brigade. So yep. um, <laughs> and you so you wrote about this. Uh, Pocahontas had another yeah. uh, uh, another uh, incident episode. Yeah. Go ahead and yeah. tell us about that. Well, yeah, she had she had another trail of tears moment. You know, she went up there uh, when the you know when when the, when the draft was leaked. You know, she marched up there and had a total meltdown on the steps of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And after this vote, she yeah 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 she fails at basic math. She was like, we got to do away with the filibuster. The minority can't block what the majority wants to do. Well, again, the vote was fifty one forty nine, mm-hmm. and also even before that, there is no majority. It's a fifty fifty Senate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, well, Obviously. let's let's take a listen to uh, what uh, Pocahontas uh, Trail of Tears had to say. I believe in democracy, and I don't believe that the minority should have the ability to block things that the majority want to do. That's not in the Constitution. What we're talking about right now are the individual rights and liberties of half the population of the United States of America. I think that's enough to say it's time to get rid of the filibuster. We need to protect voting rights. 
We need to protect women's rights. And understand this, Mitch McConnell has made clear, they're coming after everybody. So we need to do this, get it on the board. I mean, what, are, what an idiot. What a retard. My what a God. retard. I mean, this is just a perfect microcosm right here of the level of intellect that we have running this country. Yeah. They think they are intellectual. They think that their Ivy League education, uh, you know, means something. And, you know, they think they're the elites and they know what's best. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they can't even fucking add to 100. Yeah, no. Well, 49 equals the majority now, apparently. Well, yeah, apparently, like, yeah, you know, yeah, apparently this, yeah. this is the new Chinese math. We're yeah, right. Ready to be taken over by <laughs> Beijing. You know, the old school phrase, Chinese math. Well, this is. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, so let's see what else we got. All bad news. Uh, economic crisis continues to spiral out of control. The stock market is crashing, uh, as we've been covering and predicting for quite some time. Uh, we have the latest inflation numbers released on uh what day was that i guess it was yesterday wednesday this mm-hmm. week is super long again the inflation for consumers continuing to go up uh we have the i love how cnn termed this they yeah. said uh inflation goes down for the first time in a year and i said oh so we're we're in a deflationary that must mean nope well they <laughs> all they meant was that it was 8.3% instead of 8.5% like last month. And I'm like, oh, great. So prices still went up 8% at least. <laughs> and, and they didn't even take into account the fact that they changed the formula this time for uh, having to do with car prices, uh, food prices. So really, it's probably way worse. I mean, you know, we've seen yeah. really 10, 12, 14, even 15%, even higher in some situations. You know, the food index uh, shows that food prices are up 9.4% over the last 12 months, which I think it's even higher than that, just in real world situations I've seen. Um, that's the highest in over 40 years. Okay. Again, all of these are 40 year records back to kind of the Carter, you know, time uh, where. Things were spiraling out of control. The feds had to hike the rates. You know, Reagan came in, did a bunch of stuff. So it's totally out of control, totally out of control. Now, again, remember a recurring theme here. We've talked about how the producer price index is upstream of the consumer price index, right? Mm -hmm. Well, today we get the new producer price index. And what do you think that is? Oh, it's probably in the double digits. Yep, 11%. <laughs> oh, my massive. God. Massive. That is a uh, massive, massive number. High, way higher than last month. Again, this shows that the inflation problem that we have is nowhere close to ending. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say we're in, like, hyperinflation because this isn't like Venezuela right now yet. Uh, but, you know, things are spiraling out of control here. And we have a president who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about or having anything to do with with anything, honestly. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have Janet Yellen, who's a fucking retard. Uh, You have Jerome Powell, who, you know, knows what needs to be done, but can't do it because of political pressures, which supposedly, you know, he's supposed to be independent. Not so much. Okay. And, you know, there's so many other different things contributing to this. I mean, I saw the price of uh, diesel fuel today. Six dollars and 18 cents. Oh my God. Six, 18 for diesel. And where do you think those costs go? Mm, yeah, it, does. I mean, it goes right to the consumer. You yeah. know, 
the food prices, moving stuff around, way more expensive. And also there's a diesel shortage on the East Coast. It's not really getting any coverage, but it's pretty oh, bad geez. from what I've heard geez. from a couple of friends who are truckers. Basically anywhere from New York South to North Carolina, uh, because of supply issues, there is a shortage of diesel. So trucker companies are encouraging their truckers to fill up before entering their states to make sure they have enough fuel to get through and not get stuck. So. Great. That should help. That should help with supply chain and inflation and availability of goods. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's just totally out of control here. And and this was, you know, it, it didn't take a genius to predict this. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this how long ago? A year and a half ago. That this a year and at least a year and a half ago. That this that, that this was all coming. That the recession was coming. That the inflation was going to be through the roof. And that this administration has absolutely zero brain trust in dealing with this. I mean, for apparently, you know, I mean, we also the baby formula, formula crisis. I mean, apparently, you know, Jen Psaki said today that they've had, they've been having little like, you know, meetings for months about how to solve this crisis. Like really? Oh yeah. And I've got, Oh, we got a whole segment on that. Yeah. 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 That is another, that is another pain point going on here, but you know, I, I just don't get how we, you know, you and I sitting here without mm-hmm. degrees in economics or, or being an economist can see this shit coming, but our yeah. failed to adequately at least try to somewhat mitigate it. Instead, they, you know, tripled down on yeah. spending. And, you know, for Biden to come out the other day and be like, oh, well, uh, you know, we've cut the deficit. No, you haven't. That's just a lie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, they're like, oh yeah, well, we cut the deficit versus the you know the years of the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, because we were spending at four to five trillion dollar deficits every single year. So yeah. you you know cutting off of that, you know, one percent, whoop de do. How yeah, about no. you compare it to the deficit in 2019 before the pandemic? Not even close to that. I mean, we're still double or triple that. And Biden's like, oh yeah, we're being really effective at fighting inflation. He's the one who wanted to spend more. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, does everybody forget that he wanted to ram through what, like a four to six trillion dollar package on top of? Oh this? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if that had actually passed, what we'd be dealing with oh, right now? Yeah, we'll be a barter economy. Forget money. We'll be- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Two thirds of Americans are now reporting living paycheck to paycheck due to inflation. Uh, that's a massive number. Uh, and again, going back to the other day, the episode where we mentioned the amount of revolving credit card debt hitting record highs, record, all-time record highs. So this economy is in some deep shit, some real deep shit. I mean, we are in a recession already. It's going to take until they report the second quarter for them to officially admit it, Uh, but we know we've been in it. And, uh, oh, yeah, a little flashback here. Happy anniversary, because it's one year to the day since the White House said that inflation was only transitory and Americans have nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, wrong again. Take a listen to this nice stroll down memory lane. I will say, as we've said in here before, but we'll reiterate that, of course, we take uh, the possibility of inflation quite seriously uh, as, you know, actions that have been taken to date or proposals that have been made. uh, Most economic analysts have believed that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. Huh. That's that's a good one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And I believe Uh, we said that was complete bullshit at the time. Yeah. And just as gas prices hitting an all-time high this week, all-time high, I mean, I saw numbers in the 470s. We are coming up on five by Memorial Day. There's no doubt about that. What did Joe Biden do last night? He canceled all the major oil leases across multiple states. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember, so, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Alaska, Gulf of Mexico, bunch of big time leases on major lands canceled. Yeah. It's meant, I mean, uh, you know, at first glance, you're like, these people know what they're doing, but maybe they do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about pain. We can't govern. We can't get what we want. So everyone must suffer because of it. Yep. <laughs> bunch of babies. Yep. And there are signs here that fuel rationing might be next, a la the 1970s. Oh, wow. Uh, because the CEO of United Refining Company uh, said that Americans should brace themselves for the prospect of shortages and rationing uh, for gasoline, particularly for diesel. Um, and he said, I wouldn't be surprised to see diesel being rationed on the East Coast. Inventories are low. We may see a shortage. And well, of course, that backs up what I just said about three minutes ago. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's 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 crazy. I mean, yeah. no one seems to be interested in like trying to actually fix this. They keep tripling down, quadrupling down on the bad policies that caused this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I, oh, my God. That's going to be a throwback when, uh, you know license plates with uh that and yeah. that, that end in even numbers can get gas on certain days and odd numbers on the other ones you know it's mm-hmm. going to be back to the oil embargo so great great well, going. I mean, and 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 the part about that that will uh, have a major domino effect is obviously the price of goods will continue to skyrocket as prices of yep. gasoline skyrocket but it's going to severely depress the uh summer vacation and tourism crowd yeah um you know, we already see a lot of tourism companies saying they're they're predicting that uh, they're going to see a little bit of a downturn here because, you know, not only can people not afford to drive to places, um, if availability of gasoline becomes an issue, that could be even worse. Uh, but people don't have the money to, you know, discretionary funds to take major vacations right now. You know, just as these places were looking forward to things, you know, supposedly starting back up and coming out of the pandemic, they're fucked again. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I know, I know. It's, and uh, so let's go back to the baby formula crisis. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned this. This is becoming a big issue. Uh, apparently, it's been a big issue for a few months here, but now it's finally getting the spotlight it deserves. People can't get formula. And yeah. there's two stories I have here that made my blood boil uh, because the, this is just totally fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So first, the incoming White House press secretary, uh, Karine Jean Pierre, whatever the fuck her name is, I don't know. I'm going to get so tired of saying that goddamn name. I'm just yeah. going to say the press secretary uh, was asked on board Air Force One about this crisis. What did uh, what did she have to say about who's in charge of solving this? Take a listen. I can take one. Of, yeah. Okay. Great. Who's yeah. running point on the on the the formula issue at the White House? You mentioned the White House is involved. I mean, I, I, at the White House, I don't, I, I don't know. I can find out for you and get you a person who's running point, um, but I, I don't have a, a person in name. I mean, my God, my God. I, that's what I was about to say is my God. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is who's in charge of this country. But thank God we have a, uh, you know, black press secretary, which is the big story about this, because that solves the world's problems. Also, this one really got my blood boiling. Yesterday. Uh, Congresswoman uh, Kat, uh, what's her last name? Uh, Kamek, is that how you say it? Yeah, Kat Kamek, yeah. She tweeted a picture of uh, a storage facility at the border uh, in one of the detention centers. Well, there's plenty of fucking overstock of baby formula there. Yeah. So, So pallets of baby formula have been being diverted and delivered by the Biden administration to the border to serve illegals ahead of Americans. So, of course, 
yet again, we're treating illegals better than Americans. And that is Biden's America last policy yeah. to a T. And, and, and that shit pisses me off so bad because like, it's just, it, it's totally disgusting. And it goes right along the same lines of Ukraine. We have yeah. Americans suffering. This economy is crumbling. People are hurting. They're running up debt. They can't afford everyday needs. They can't afford to, you know, they're having to decide, do I feed my family? You know, do I do this? Do I do that? They're having to make decisions like we haven't had to make in this country in a long time. And what does the, uh, the great American Congress do? Well, like we said, $40 billion (laughs) to Ukraine, 40 billion I mean, and not and and not of it's all and obviously none of it is is you know all about arms and and, and ammunition and there's there's other bullshit items in there that they snuck in. So oh, of course there's all I mean, kinds of course yeah yeah there's all kinds of shit. That's that's typical congressional procedure to yeah. shove t- you know all kinds of unpopular shit into bills that people view as must pass. And you had 149 Republicans who joined the Democrats to pass this bill in the House. 149. Yikes. Only 57 were patriots and, and stood up and said, fuck this America last bullshit. You have people like Dan Crenshaw. I mean, you were, you and I were talking about him. Yeah. Yesterday. Well, he had a, he had a moment yesterday on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, a perpetual war is, is the, is the policy of the political class. And, you know, we've known that for a while now and uh, you know, it's just being shown explicitly uh, for all to see, you know, whether it's Dan Crenshaw or Seth Moulton. Yep. So, yep. Well, you know, yeah. we gotta, we gotta vote these fucking rhino cucks out, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need, we need primary winners that are uh, America first uh, or as the uh, Democrats would say, ultra MAGA. Ultra, which- yeah. I love it. Totally, by the way. I mean, that that's just like crazy to me that they think that's like an insult. Yeah, I love it. I because love it. I'm like, fuck yeah, ultra MAGA. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then and then Biden goes to take a listen to what Biden had to say yesterday about uh, President Donald Trump. Under my predecessor, the great MAGA king, the deficit increased every single year he was president. The first year of my presidency, the first year, I reduced the deficit, literally reduced the deficit by three. Oh, I think that's awesome. The MAGA king? I'm like, the MAGA king. You think it's an insult? (laughs) I'm like, that's the fucking most badass compliment you could possibly give him. (laughs) Truly. Uh, Because everybody in this country realizes they were better off under President Trump than Biden. For sure. And well, if if they don't want to admit it publicly, they know it privately. And also the big lie there uh, about uh, reducing the deficit. I mean, that's, you know, comparing apples and oranges, but that's classic. (laughs) But yeah, in West Virginia, uh, going back to the point of electing great America first conservatives instead of bullshit rhino cucks, uh, the uh, Alex Mooney beat the other guy, uh, the other guy being uh, McKinley. Because McKinley, of course, voted for the January 6th commission. So that's yeah. that's a big You got to go. Send him back. Got to yep. leave. That's a big victory for us there. And yeah, you know, so the, the great Victor Davis Hanson wrote a column today, which you could read at townhall.com, uh, which really sums things up. And it's called Imagine the Unimaginable. So you now have 
the Russian president, regularly talking about the likelihood of nuclear war. Joe Biden says that, oh, well, he's a murderer, war criminal, and a butcher who should be removed from power without any clear plan of what to do here. America has totally lost deterrence abroad. Our enemies are now conniving on the best way to exploit this window. Uh, We don't have a stable economy. We don't have energy independence. We don't have uh, surpluses of food. Don't forget, we're in a food crisis here, too. That's something that's flying under the radar, only going to get worse. We, we don't have universities that are educating our youth correctly. They're just indoctrinating them with liberal propaganda. Uh, we don't have a, a, a judiciary that will uh, save us. Uh, we don't have uh, enough law enforcement officers or, or a credible criminal justice system at this point, but going back to the recurring theme of two justice systems in this country. Gas yep. and diesel prices are hitting historic levels. Inflation's at continuous 40-year highs. Uh, New cars and homes are unaffordable or unattainable. There is no southern border. We have millions of illegals flooding across. Uh, Police are underfunded. Crime is rampant. There's no free speech. It's a disaster. This is a third world country now. Yeah. It is the perfect time to have a Park Chung-hee moment and just (laughs) get rid of all the things. I have. That's right. Oh, that's right. If things are chaos, it's time to have the straw man come in and take over. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. It's and you know people talk efficiency. I know the the Democrats want you know you know we we value safety as conservatives. You know safety over efficiency in government, as did our founders for a variety of reasons. But hey, if the liberals want efficiency in government, guess what? This person is not only president, but he's also Congress and the courts in one, all in one office. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no more elections. So there you go. It's not going to be their people. It's going to be our people. Who I don't know if I'm at that point yet, but maybe soon <laughs> enough. Maybe soon. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> There's plenty of room on the train. Well, you know, I mean, these, this is exactly the kind of things like you mentioned our founders worried about. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned one of our founders because George Washington has come back into the news. You wrote about this, uh, I think, yeah. yesterday. What, <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? Well, we all knew this was coming. Uh, some senior at George Washington University demanded demanded that the university change its name, and oh, it was it, it was and the irony is it was printed in the Washington Post, so yeah, it's just that, like yeah. I mean it's just like what the fuck is going on here? Um, it's not going to change. I think that I think he wants to change the. I think I think he suggested Frederick Douglass be the replacement. Oh um, my god! You know, it's just yeah. This is this is just nuts, nuts. Right. And you know it's that nuts. goes along the lines. I think I told you this about it. Probably about maybe it was like last June, so almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my uh, alma mater, George Mason, they tried to do the same thing. They said, "Well, George yeah. Mason was a slave owner, uh, and he was an evil man, even though you know he he was basically the inventor of the Bill of Rights. God forbid." Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they tried that, and surprisingly, the uh, university president, who is black, said, "Get that bullshit out of here. We are not." <laughs> You know, we're not changing anything. Now, to be fair, they did erect a uh, monument on George Mason's campus to the slaves that were owned by him. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Okay. Fucking waste of university. It's not like the slaves (laughs) built the university. The university was invented like 200 years after he died. I mean, like, come on. Uh, Everybody had slaves back then. 
Well, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I, mean, I mean, slavery was a thing back then. I mean, just just get over it. I mean, Not to mention fact, that uh, the the people who really loved the slaves were Democrats in the South. Yeah, it's true. They loved uh, them. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, all these Democrats that, you know, say this shit now, if they lived back then, they would have had slaves, too. So, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's sure. like, um, <laughs> what else do we got here? Oh, Elon says the Trump ban will be lifted on Twitter once he takes over. Uh, which yes. Is, so that's for sure. We don't know if Trump will come back. I think he will. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, uh, former CEO Jack Dorsey now says that banning Trump was a bad idea. Yeah, and, uh, he admitted that he should have never allowed the staff to ban Trump from the social media giant. Now, yeah. I think that's probably a little bit of scapegoating because at the end of the day, he's the CEO. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at least he realizes now that it was wrong, I guess. Yep. 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 You know, it um, says it doesn't work. It's directionally wrong and, you know, whatever. But still, it's like, why didn't you then why did you even go through with this? Yeah. Was well, he I mean, afraid? I, was he afraid that the Twitter employees were going to like, you know, you know, car bomb him or something? Like what's Right, well, you know, the the real crazy thing about it is I just think, you know, it's one thing if you're banning, you know, like literally the Ayatollah, right? Yeah. But if you're talking about a leader of an American political party or at the mm-hmm. time the sitting president of the United States, I mean, that's just, you know, crazy. And I actually think that the Trump ban was one of the things that got Elon thinking that he should try to take over Twitter. So at the end of the day, you know, maybe in the long run, it'll work out for us. But next week, we're going to talk more about the new whistleblower report showing the FBI used terrorism tools to target concerned parents, which we, of course, reported on a while back. We now have this uh, in an official whistleblower complaint, I believe. So we're going to talk about it next week. Uh, But one last thing before we wrap up the show here, the clip of the day. Senator Kennedy back in action with his great one-liners. Take a listen to this. The truth is that the Biden administration just keeps kicking its own ass. <laughs> the truth is the Bi- President Biden won the nomination because he promised not to be Bernie Sanders. Who has he tried to emulate? Bernie Sanders. After 14 months, we know that President Biden believes in bigger government, higher taxes, more spending, more debt, more regulation, a weaker military, open borders, taxpayer-funded abortion on demand, and turning cops into social workers. His energy policy, here's his energy policy, wind, solar, and wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. He thinks he can run the greatest economy, the most powerful economy in all of human history without fossil fuels. And that's one of the main reasons why uh, the prices at the pump are, uh, are, are, are so high. And, and the American people see this. They see that after 14 months, um, nothing is built. Nothing is back and nothing is better. Mm-hmm. He never misses. I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So on that note, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Of course, as usual, it is time for the shameless plug. So if you enjoy Triggered and want it uncensored, 
It's always great show uncensored. Many people tell me they'd never regret getting this membership. So become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code Save America for 40% off. Get in this exclusive club of patriots. You'll get Triggered Uncensored. You'll be funding us here, the work that we do here on Triggered, and get access to Triggered Uncensored. But you'll also get all of our other VIP members only content. And I don't want to run down the list because I'm tired. So <laughs> so help us fight back against these people destroying our country because they are destroying the country and we have to fight back against this if we have any if we have any hope of saving america we have to fight back and that's why the promo code is save america for 40 percent off townhallvip.com thank you to all of you who support us directly by being a vip uh, and thank you to all of you who listen to triggered we love all of you uh, don't forget five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat the search algorithms and big tech. And if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from all of you. So on that note, uh, hopefully you have a fantastic weekend and we will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered. See you then.